All right, let's try this again. Let's see if this works now. Let's see, let's see. Is this one working better? Okay, testing. Is this better? So are you all saying that it's not better uh, that I have now redone the whole audio? What is going on with the streaming? I'm just not understanding. Okay, so it's good now. All right, better. Fantastic. Let me add Facebook now. All right, so... Oh, it seems like I, I shouldn't be talking anywhere. I've just been canceled by everything digitally too. <laughs> and, and, and that's what happens when you challenge the system. And that's what it is. See, right now we're in an era where uh, the people of the United States collectively have realized that something is terribly wrong. And, you know, when you tell people something is wrong, you, you know, constructive criticism or that they're on the road to hell or I wouldn't do that if I were you, people don't do that to shame them or scold them. You don't do it because you're an authority. You do it because you value them and love them. About two years ago, I incorporated a phrase into my everyday habits. For example, if I go to Starbucks and I get a coffee, I don't say thank you. I say, I appreciate you. Appreciation for them making my coffee. It sounds like something very simple, but ever since I started using it, I started having a different outlook. One thing I've learned is that it is important for us to care for those that despise us. I've been on the participatory side of berating, using sarcasm, screaming, shaming, because I disagreed. And it wasn't so much because I wanted to cause them harm, but it was because I wasn't conveying what I needed to say correctly, that I was disappointed. And slowly, I've learned to use that a lot more, something called compassion. And I see now, challenging the system, that there are many that are trying to berate me, scream at me, try to shame me into submission. And the question I ask myself is, when I, when I see these people doing these things, they attack me. I'm not that faced. I know the way the system works. I, I was the system. I understand it 100%. I sometimes think to myself when I see um, you know, media outlets pretending that they're reporters and that they inform the people, I think, are they happy with what they do? Or when people say things or try to hurt me, here's this. People don't run for office, not because they're lazy, not because they don't have time, but because they see that those that are trying to do something get swallowed up. They get chewed out. They get berated, attacked, embarrassed, shamed into submission. And they are too afraid. And I am there with you. I understand. For all my Ohioans out there, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them calling me a rabid right-wing crazy. I'm okay with them, the right, calling me a liberal. See, they don't know what to do with me because I stand in the middle and that's the problem. That's where all of us actually stand. See, when they come for you, then they go for your kids. Then they go for your cousins, your mom, 
your sister, your brother, your, your fifth cousin, your granddad, they come up against you. They drag everyone out so they can beat you into submission and just go away. And then you think, what will make you happy? Will it make you happy if I cry? Will it make you happy if I stay silent and allow this whole system to continue? What is it? You that persecutes people, what is it? Do you want to see me bleed? These are the questions you should ask yourself. You persecute and shame people for running. Why? What is your benefit? And you know what? With all these Netflix shows that I see on serial killers, that's exactly it. They find pleasure in other people's pain. It doesn't make sense is why someone, uh, you know, would attack a child, why someone would attack a mother, why someone would attack a father, why someone would attack a cousin, a brother, right? Why would they do that? Even your pet, why would they do that? Where do they find pleasure? Because serial killers have the same source of pleasure. What is it? Do they want to see anyone that is running? Bend down to submission so that what? Do you want their family to disown them? Do you want the people to disown them? What is your ultimate goal? These are the questions we should be asking ourselves because there are so many people across the nation that want to run, that want to fix things, and they're terrified. And guys, I'm okay with standing in the middle. Watch them attack me. They have. I have come out unscathed for all of those that sit there and push conspiracy theories. Think about it. I had the federal government with secret subpoenas for over two years watching me and crawling up every orifice of me. And they had zero crimes to find. The only thing they could do was file whatever they want in a civil lawsuit. Imagine. What does that tell you about me? Having the whole federal government everywhere in every facet of my life. And not only that, they saw crimes being committed against me. And here's where I go with this. I was watching my opponents' videos of why you should vote for them. We have Chelsea Clark, who hasn't really gone out to debate or do anything. Uh, Her campaign actually reached out that they'd be happy for a debate, but they left it at that. So that way we can say that, but they don't follow through. They show you a picture of their life. Look, I'm amazing and I do all these great things. Don't you wish you were like me? Vote for me because I'm better than you. Then we have Frank LaRose, the incumbent, who puts out a video just like Dan Crenshaw and many other Democrats and Republicans, right? that tell you and show you just how amazing they are. Look at me and my 2.5 kids in the white picket fence. I serve. I'm amazing. I'm better than you. Live up to be like me. Vote for me because I know best. And then, obviously, even public broadcasting systems won't even mention that I'm on the ballot, which is incredible. And that just goes to show you how one-sided this is. They want to keep every single person in the cages that they have created. Republican, Democrat, that's it. 
You are not allowed to like and uh, and agree with things on the left. You are not allowed to like and agree with things on the right. You are not allowed to be in the middle. And so the question everyone should be asking is, why? What is going on here? We have vicious, vicious entities that attack every facet of every single human being, especially those challenging the status quo. And you know what the problem is? That none of us have sat down. I've said this to my audience before. I would like all of you to imagine the most evil thing that a human can do to another human. I want you to think about it. And then I want you to accept the fact that you are just as capable of doing it. If you think Jeffrey Dahmer's bad, then think of that. If you think it's, you know, some criminal, you know, obsessed stalker that boils bunnies in a pot, think of that. Yes, you are capable of doing that much evil. And once you understand that you are capable, then you get closer to understanding what really matters. And right now, we are standing in a tribal era. We are so polarized that there are many things I can tell you. I can sit here and write off personal indiscretions, financial indiscretions, because nothing is hidden on the internet about all my opponents. Every single one of them. I can but I won't. I don't have to. I want to show you that they are simply marketing to you. Watch them. See what they tell you. They don't represent us, the people. They look like cookie cutters. Oh, look at me and my 2.5 children, and I'm amazing, and you want to be like me. This is not who represents the people. It is the people that represent the people, and the people are not in the conversation. There are so many things wrong with the state of Ohio right now that if I sat here and listed them all, you know, we'd be here for days on end. I'm running as Secretary of State, and I want to tell you why I'm running. I'm going to try to show you a couple of clips of things that I have done and things that I have said. While many people disparage the things that I say or do, I want you to pay attention carefully to what concerns me. History repeats itself, and we are all creatures of repetition. That is unfortunate. And I want you to understand that when I say history repeats itself, I mean it. So I'd like you to take a look at the following four-minute clip. The date that I published this was April 2nd, 2021. I want you to see and listen. It is quite fascinating when you put those things together. This is a then they changed. The 24th of March, 1933, for the passage of the Act. Hitler had obtained the legal authority to govern by decree. 
and civil liberties were suspended for four years. Basically, he took over everything which gives a state the power to exercise power. And he used it very ruthlessly. They made it clear that anybody who resisted them was going to have a next opponent. That very quickly established their authority. Never underestimate the weapons of the state to dominate a population and control a population. Now, unchecked by democratic restraint, Hitler had the power he needed to wage legislative war on the people who had always been his target. People he believed were a threat to his thousand-year Reich. Jewish people made up less than one percent of the population. But Hitler was intent on removing any Jewish influence on German society. New laws enabled the dismissal of Jewish professionals from government positions. In September, under the direction of Joseph Goebbels, Jews working in the media and publishing were dismissed, removing their voices from German cultural life. In 1935, the passage of the Nuremberg Laws enshrined persecution in law. Jews and gypsies were no longer citizens of the Reich. Marriage and extramarital relations with Aryans was also forbidden. The laws paved the way for the persecution which total war enabled. It normalized violence and persecution. Violence against Jewish people had been rife throughout the 1930s. But the most well-known incident was Kristallnacht, the night of the broken glass, when on November 9, 1938, over 7,000 Jewish stores were losing. Nearly 200 synagogues destroyed, 91 Jews killed and 30,000 transported to concentration For Jews, it has had a deep impact on their consciousness and their memory, because most Jews realize, experiencing the burning of their synagogues, the destruction of their homes, the terror in streets, it symbolized the end of the German-Jewish relationship, all the German-Jewish symbiosis, and most Jews gave up their hope or their notion that they still had a right to do so that's why the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have. Far left radicals have become increasingly desperate and increasingly dangerous in their quest to transform America into a country you would not recognize a country in which they control every aspect of American life. Just as socialist and communist movements have done all over the world, they're cracking down on all dissent and demanding absolute conformity. They want total. And that's exactly it. It's about control, controlling how you think, controlling how you walk, controlling how you talk. I, as I listen to, to people of Ohio, I realize that they're not being heard. And then the question lies in who's really in control? Is it our government? With knowledge and staring the problems at their face, value, and what they are, comes power. And with power comes great responsibility. As a nation and as a state, we have become extremely tribal. We have reduced our rights to the level of a football game. 
picking a side, just voting for a team. Is that your worth? Is your community your worth? That is that it? Is that it? Is this where we are as a people? Do you think this is a game? Speaking with people, I see that they are like, well, I'm a lifelong Republican or I'm a lifelong Democrat. Well, how has that been working out for you? I myself have never voted straight ticket ever. I have never done that because I value my voice. I value my voice to be heard at the ballot box. That is where my first amendment is actually exercised. Huh. And now that I'm running, I am realizing one, the hindrances of running in the state of Ohio. They fought me so hard. I have never seen the level of attacks. It has cost me tens of thousands of dollars just to run, just to get on the ballot. And here's some full transparency for everyone in Ohio. In 2021, I sat back and watched to see the state of my state. I thought to myself, you know what? Everyone for years have been complaining that these politicians are just so powerful. Like, what are you going to do? They're in power. Well, you know, back in 1776, if they didn't stand up to, well, they have power, we wouldn't be here right now having this conversation. They were at a time where, you know, the, the crown of England was protecting them, was giving them order, was providing them avenues of trade and food and gave them structure and governors. But the people were tired of paying for taxes, excessive taxes. Remember the Boston Tea Party? Huzzah! The people were upset that they couldn't question the politicians back then. The politicians will string you up and hang you. How dare you question the crown? I mean, we're at the same place right now. Only thing is, it's not acceptable anymore to hang someone in the town square with popcorn. We don't disembowel people in the city square to make an example of them. But instead, what they do is exactly what they've been doing to me. And I want you guys to see it. I'm okay with it. I have nothing to hide. I am not running so that I can have a career as a politician. Oh, I am far from it because I don't play nice. I definitely do not play nice. When I decided to run, I thought to myself, I'm going to run so that I can have standing and actually file a lawsuit. And I chose a position that I'm more than qualified of executing. I think any position given to me in any office, I would be more than qualified, but I wanted a position that could actually make change. And I chose the secretary of state one definitely qualified. Two, that is the most important position. I know a lot of people think the governor is, man, the governor is pretty powerful, but the secretary of state takes care of all your records, marriage, divorce, deeds, driver's licenses, you name it, they govern it. Businesses, huh? To do business in the state of Ohio, you have to have the okay of the secretary of state. And not only that, 
the Secretary of State protects your most important constitutional right, and that is your right to free speech. That means to be heard at the ballot box. Now, many might say, well, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. No, they can't. Allow me to show you what happens when the media gets involved with politics and how they decide who is allowed to procreate, live, and die. I'm pretty sure a lot of people haven't seen this, and I actually believe that this video got me the title as liberal from the people on the right. This is about Black Lives Matter. And for all of you out there that want to see what it is, here's a video from over a year ago that I put out. It's quite important, and it's the shorter version, but it's a hard truth that you need to pay attention to who you're voting for. Take a watch. 82% of Chicago's deaths have been among black Chicagoans. I stood before you and talked about the fact that black folks were dying at seven times the rate of any other demographic. Of course, African Americans are being disproportionately affected by COVID-19, and D.C. is no exception. Blacks represent more than two times the cases of any other demographic. There are 79% of the 285 deaths in Washington, D.C. This virus affects Black people. It hits us more harshly. Corbett said, also said that Moderna slowed down their enrollment in order to get more Black people to enroll. They were only at 6% enrollment in a study, and they stopped it and got up to 10%, and still not representative of the 14% of the population. Our COVID- COVID-19 coverage continues now with a closer look at the vaccines and why Black people should trust them. Connecticut, for instance, I think it was quoted that 8% of individuals who are white who test, test positive, over 30% of individuals who are Black are testing positive. They're knocking on hundreds of doors to build trust in getting the COVID-19 vaccine. The key to NYC pass will be a first-in-the-nation approach. It will require So before I continue this, I want to ask you a question. What do you think they were doing? They kept telling us that black Americans were more vulnerable. They stopped giving the vaccine to anyone that was not a black American. I want you to remember this as I play the rest. I've slowed down the speed to 0.75. I mean, I can't, I can't do anything about it. This is censorship. This is America right now, guys. Censorship. Real censorship. You're seeing it live. I want you to pay attention to the rest of this video. I want you to think about it. Because when we're talking about Black Lives Matter, what we need to remember is their voices. They had a movement that made $80 million and gave nothing. They have been kept in poverty. And you know why? Because of the redistricting. I made this clear. I live in downtown Ohio. Downtown Ohio. Why is my district linked up to Akron, Ohio? This is a big problem. I have no similarities in my needs as a downtown Cleveland resident with Akron, Ohio. So why is it that my district has them there too? This is a question everyone should be asking themselves. And maybe this video can give you a little bit of insight as to what I am trying to say in the nicest of ways. Pay attention. 
vaccination. The pseudoscience science of genetics. More than 30 states passed laws allowing for the forced sterilization of so-called defectives. I took my child, and when they did that, it sterilized me. What do you think I'm worth? And officials declared Riddick feeble-minded and unfit to have children. The population question is a great concern today. Do you feel that birth control is essential to keep millions of people across the world from starving? Well, I think the birth control were to keep the population uh, more or less static until you pick up your resources. The goal was to rid society of certain undesirable traits. Main reason is because I was so now they're going to say, because control of virus is racist, it risks black people from going to the polls, right? So even if they do uh, simply, you know, say, hey, you're wearing a mask, you should be fine. Apparently, black people are more prone. You know what makes me wonder? So we know that the elderly uh, die really easy from anything, right? But what if the Democrats are actually killing black people to get numbers? Like, what if they're going after black Americans? I mean, do you doubt that? But see, nobody seems to remember history. Democrats are the racists. And so them purporting and saying that we're racist is just deflection. They, um, you know, make you think like the other side is the bad guy. So eugenicists in California sent this book to the Nazis. Yes, they did. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Like they literally said that. And just so you know, Kamala Harris, uh, an alleged woman of color, was the one that denied reparations to all those people of color in California that they sterilized with vaccinations and programs because they were too poor to have children. And here we go again to talk about the real Black Lives Matter movement, the one that nobody wants to talk about because we shouldn't just go there. This isn't a game. This isn't a football game where you pick Republican or Democrat as your team. This is your life. This is your kid's life. This is your grandkid's life. And they will, in the future, look back and see what you did to assist, to help. I myself running is not because I want to. I'll probably take a pay cut as, in fact, as of, I think, in two weeks, I should be in the positive to actually be making money on what I do, right? Why would I want to take a pay cut and have to work with people I don't like? Because somebody's got to fix it and no one is. We have these cookie cutter candidates coming out telling us how we should aspire to be like them and how much smarter they are than us. And all of them, both of my opponents are funded by corporations. Again, who is your government? You need to ask yourself, who is really running the show? Who is running the show? Now, getting back to why I ran, I told you that I wanted standing. And that's because I myself have admitted that I have indeed participated in the last election I ever rigged was the 2014 Ukraine elections. Yes. Yes, I did. I worked under Bush and Obama, briefly under Clinton, but not directly. I was never in his White House physically. I want you to ask yourself, who do they represent? Looking at their financials, their financials, you will see that corporations fund them. And not only that, their parties that are corporation-driven 
fund them. If you look at my campaign contributions, they're everything from a dollar to even $2,000 from people, no companies, no corporations. I am the people. And I guess all of you should be asking, if it's supposed to be fair and democratic, if it's supposed to be transparent and that there's no funny business and they have nothing to hide, then why am I not allowed to have radio ads? Why am I not allowed to have TV ads? Why is the media telling people there are only two candidates on the ballot when there are three? Allow me to show you what I have done just so that you can see. Because what people don't realize is that I have already won, even if I don't win these elections. Because if I, either which way, I win. I want to show you a press conference that happened last week with my lawyers. I don't just say I'm going to fix things. I fix things. I do. I don't just say, I do. I do, I do, I do. I work. Whereas all of them are telling you how much they're going to do. Well, what have you been doing for four years? What has Chelsea Clark done for Forest City Council? Absolutely nothing. They take a paycheck and then they hand it over. And I'll go through all the questions that people have emailed me. And I know my campaign team is monitoring all the social media stream platforms for any great questions. But I want you to know who I am and what I stand for and what I'm doing. And this isn't for anyone but us, the people. Let me start this. We're proud to represent Tori Maris and her campaign uh, for Secretary of State. We worked hard and filed a writ of mandamus a month ago to get her on the ballot. uh, And all that involved was properly counting the signatures. And now we are filing another writ of mandamus so that she can participate in this election, as is her right, and maybe even more important, the electors who are supporting her, the voters who are supporting her. It's their right to both observe the counting of the ballots and to inspect any mechanisms or methods that are used in counting those ballots. So it's very simple. Ohio law allows candidates to observe the counting of the ballots. And we do believe that when the counting has taken place in a black box, you cannot observe the counting. And the second thing Ohio law requires is inspection of the counting process. And we believe if you are using machines, that you should be able to inspect those machines fully. That means the software, the hardware, the code, the functioning of those machines. You know, our Secretary of State recently said that there is a crisis of confidence in our election. Well, he's been Secretary of State for several terms now, and the crisis of confidence in our elections needs to end, and Tory is attempting to do that. And it really can end very simply. Make sure that candidates and voters can inspect and observe the process. And, and ultimately, the answer is really very simple. We need to get back to the way we used to do it. Hand-counted paper ballots. That way, you don't need to spend billions of dollars on election security. You don't need to spend or worry about Chinese coming into our computer systems in the United States. We can trust our own American people to count and process the ballots. John Flyter and I have been on both of these cases. Uh, John, uh, do you, would you have anything to say? Sure. 
Yeah, like Warner said, it's an, it's an honor to be here. Uh, it's been an honor to work on this case. Uh, we believe that this is a case that's needed to be filed for a very long time. Uh, the question today is, what does the observer law mean and does it mean anything at all? And if we're going to have observers, shouldn't they be allowed to observe the count, observe the voting? Uh, something else that's pretty cool about this case is it's funded by supporters of Tory Maris. Uh, so for the people watching this uh, that have donated to Tory, uh, this is where your money is going. This, you know, this is a real lawsuit. This is a lawsuit that was filed in the Supreme Court. Uh, it has the potential to make a real difference. Your dollars actually are going to work uh, in the courthouse fighting for your rights. Uh, so we appreciate that. We appreciate Tory, uh, and we appreciate all the people that support her. Thank you. And if anybody would like to have us answer any questions, please let us know. Well, at all parts of the stage, uh, you, know, you know, all parts of the process have to be observable and inspectable. Let me explain this part to all of you. When elections are conducted, we have observers. Apparently, we are only allowed to have a Democrat and a Republican. There's no in-between. They are telling you that you are only allowed to pick one of the two, that you cannot have a third option or a fourth or a fifth. They are telling you that you must comply that there's only two, that there are only two ways, Democrat, Republican. Now, this has already been debated in the state of Ohio because it was infringing on um, black American voters. And they took it to the Supreme Court of Ohio. And mind you, the Supreme Court of Ohio said, well, it's fine. We're just going to stick to the two-party system, which is another bafflement, right? Why do our judges have parties? Are we supposed to be bringing politics into the law? Isn't it written word that is impartial to influence of politics? This is mind-boggling. But aside from that, they fought it hard. And that case actually went to the U.S. Supreme Court. And guess what the Supreme Court said? Uh, 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 Ohio, this is not right. You are not allowed to do that. But get, get this. It's 2022. And here we are. These are people that are too important to speak to you, too important to answer your questions, too important to even look at you. They will not answer to you because you are a peasant. You are not part of their group. And they forget that we, the people, are in charge. That we, the people, are the ones that say what goes. Now, this press conference was released to every single media outlet in Ohio. None of them spoke of it. Frank LaRose actually responded. And I asked only two questions for the Ohio Supreme Court to address. I am a qualified elector. I am on the ballot and I do not understand why am I am excluded from having independent observers observing the polls when it is my right. The second question is the law states that I should be able to inspect the counting of the ballots. But in actual fact, none of us are allowed to. Not even the Board of Elections know how they are counted. If it is done in a black box system, then show me how it counts. Is it one and one is two? Or is it one plus one equals 0.75 and 1.25? No one is allowed. We are not 
allowed to know how they count it. And while they sit there and they play word games, oh, we use paper ballots. Well, the optical scanner counts your vote. And if we go back to what happened in Georgia, they had four candidates, one candidate was removed, and then there were three. And then they ran elections. And then a lady came in third. And apparently she got zero votes in her own county. And so she questioned it and said, how is that possible? If I voted for myself and my husband voted for me, that doesn't make sense. Well, they broke it wide open and they realized that there was a software glitch. Huh? And it's not the software of the scanner. It's the software in that black box that counts the ballots. That has been pre-programmed. This is why our state of Ohio is in the state that it is in. They all work together. If you actually take a 40,000 foot view and just sit back and watch them, you will see it. I was at a campaign event in Marietta, Ohio, at the Marietta College. And many candidates didn't even submit videos, but those that did, they were on the fly and they were saying things that were so scripted and fake. John Houston was talking on behalf of DeWine because DeWine couldn't be bothered to speak, telling Ohioans how amazing, how amazingly successful their past four years are. Well, I've lived in Ohio for two of those, and I can tell you it's anything but success. We had our constitutional rights violated. We have been in the most dire state as possible as a state. We have small businesses that were shut down, yet the big corporations were making big bucks. We have our impoverished communities being suffocated. We had riots, and no one quelled those riots. In fact, they promoted them, and it did nothing for the movement. In fact, it made people angrier. It separated the sides, huh? the sides that everyone willingly jumped into those cages, either that be right or left. You're all in a cage. And then it moves on to the incumbent secretary of state who is telling everyone how amazing he is and what an amazing job he is. Everyone has quickly forgotten how he wore two masks, how he allowed businesses to discriminate, how he shut down small businesses, how he allowed big corporations to operate, and how he allowed people to get fired based on their own personal choices. And see, as he was speaking, I remembered the video right before him, which was another candidate for governor, Nan Whaley, who, no offense, constructive criticism, they should have picked someone better. The Democrats should have picked someone better. She is completely unlikable. And not only that, she spoke about empowering Jobs Ohio. Well, to all my Ohioans, listen up here. When Frank LaRose was a legislator, he helped create legislation to embody Jobs Ohio, which is a private nonprofit. Pay attention. Jobs Ohio stands for Jobs Ohio Beverage Services. Frank LaRose's father owns House LaRose, which is one of the biggest beverage services companies in the Midwest. Jobs Ohio is now part of Ohio law to be utilized and collect all our data regarding jobs. 
Not only that, Frank LaRose's brother sits on the board. In addition to that, Jobs Ohio is actually a foreign nation partner. It is a World Economic Forum partner. Look it up. This isn't just saying it. His sister also was awarded a position working for the United Nations because Jobs Ohio is part of the World Economic Forum. So his whole family enriched themselves on the back of the people while at the same time selling us out. Now, few people that have heard me speak have heard me say how Zelensky, who was a selected president, remember, he was playing an actor as a president. They threw him into the race and he won by a landslide. See, in 2014 and previous to that, I have fixed elections in Ukraine. I know that area very well. And I still have communications with NABU and the rest of them. Interfax had given me the tip that right before Joe Biden threw his hat into the race, Frank LaRose and Cindy McCain delegation, Republicans, remember this, it's Republicans. They all went to Ukraine to help usher the Ukrainian elections, or as they say, observe. Frank LaRose on the defense lied to Ohioans and said, I was just there visiting my sister. That's a lie. You were there conducting business on behalf of the fourth unelected branch of government. See, these are facts we cannot turn a blind eye to. All these people are lying to us and they're working together. They're giving you the illusion that they are two parties when they are one. They work hand in hand and they do not accept anyone stepping out of that cage. You move out of that cage, you will be decapitated. And this is what they're attempting to do to me. And this is where I go to it. I'm okay with that, Ohio. I'm okay with them attacking me, attacking my children, attacking my family and creating scenarios. I want you guys to understand what I've been through. And I want you to listen carefully. Before I even ran for office, I had fought for my nation. I had shown the discrepancies of the human and child trafficking. And guess what? They were all Republicans. I had pointed them out the trail of tears. Oh, and, and mind you, while they were moving them, Democrats were buying them. Let's pay attention. I had done so much and I was up against Goliath by myself. And I beat that so much that the person that opposed me is now dead. Not because I killed him, but he took his own life rather than be shamed to be arrested. Now here in Ohio, they have done even worse to me. Aside from trying to smother me, I have had my social security number plastered all over social media. Yes, guys, my social security number has been up for three months. Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms have not removed it, which means that anybody can be getting a job in my name, can be buying weapons in my name, and, and, and anybody can do anything they want in my name. They can go get health care, and I can't protect myself because apparently social security administration's offices are closed. Apparently the police can't help me. Well, then who can see, this is what I am up against and people think it's a joke. I have fabricated, you know, warrants out there and it's like, well, you have my social security number. Why don't you run a background check? Cause I can walk into a gun store and just get one. If I was a felon and if I was found guilty, it would have been there. I have none, but people insist 
to listen to rumors. And this is how they operate. Again, my social security number, that of my children, my whole family has been exposed. Are you paying attention? This is what they have done to me. This is why people don't run. They try to beat us into submission. I want you to be paying attention. Don't think that I won't fight this. When the elections are over, Twitter's getting sued for allowing that to happen. Facebook's getting sued for allowing that to happen. I will come with them with the full force of the law to protect myself. But right now I have to choose my battles correctly and pray that God looks over me. Everybody and their mother is aware that that's out there. There could be people committing crimes in my name, getting health care in my name, and they're allowing this to happen. I, I want all of Ohioans to be listening very carefully to what I'm saying. I'm a juggernaut. I'm a fighter. And if I can put up with that and still smile about it, then you know that I will not let you down. I am fighting like no other. Fighting like no other. And I've been doing it in the darkness when you didn't even know. Householder being rolled up for the $60 million fraud, he wasn't even my intended target. I did that when I wasn't even living in Ohio. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. I want you guys to be paying attention to what I'm telling you. They have thrown everything in the kitchen sink at me. Dayton News claimed that they reached out to me for a comment on who's running. They did not. They lied. I can assure you, as Secretary of State, every single outlet that claims to be media will be treated fairly. But Dayton News, you will be treated as entertainment because you are not reporters. I will ensure that every business is classified appropriately because we have way too much, way too much obfuscation here to even look at it. We can't even see straight anymore. We don't know if we're coming or if we're going. I repeat, they have put out everything they can find, manufactured, real or not, on me. I mean, you know, the warrant, they should have like been a little bit more careful because I'm like 4'11", five foot nothing at best. And the warrant's for someone that's like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, at least when you're going to make fake documents, make them a little bit more realistic. But my social security number is correct. See, under the guise of pretending that they're reporters, they do things like that. They do things like that. Under the guise of reporting, they do it. They drag my sick mother into it. They drag my minor child into it, my adult child, my cousin, my sister, my brother, you name it. They have attacked. And what is their goal? To what? Have my family disown me? Would that make you happy? What is it? Would you like me to cry? Would you like me to slip my wrist? What would be the ultimate goal of behavior as such? Think about it for a second, Ohio. What is the goal of these people to shut me up? Are they doing you a service by putting out my social security number? Is it a service that there could be someone getting surgery in my name? I mean, my name and date of birth are out there. Now they have my address because it's publicly available. And now they have my social security number. How am I protected? How am I protected? They want to beat me into submission. They want to shame me into submission. And you know, for those of you that are Christian and Muslims, right? Because it's in your, in your scriptures. How do demons operate? What do they do? What is their job? Their key goal is to beat you and shame you with your past, with lies. They want you to be ashamed. They want you to run away. They want you to shut up. And that is exactly what they're doing to every single member of society right now. These politicians have allowed this to perpetuate and they're okay with it. No one, no one, right? 
Not one candidate has said this is wrong. Not one media person had said this is wrong because you know what? They want to hate me, but they can't because I'm speaking common sense. That's it. They want to hate me, but they can't. They'll just say things like QAnon follower. Like, what does that even mean? Why don't you just call me Q? I mean, that's, that's worse, right? Rather than claiming that I'm following someone in the desert that's a piece of software with a bunch of people that use it. It makes absolutely no sense. I don't understand how in this day and age in 2022, people still buy what they're selling. They have sold you so much that you have put yourself in the darkest of holes. You don't know if you're coming or going. And you have to think to yourself, is that who you really want running? The guy running around telling you, look, I'm I'm a green beret. I'm so better than you. Look at my wife and my two amazing kids in the white picket fence. I'm better than you. Vote for me. I'm amazing. That's not what we want. We want people that are people that go through struggles, that understands what's necessary. We have the right side saying, we need voter ID. Nah, nah, nah. And then we have the left screaming racism. And then I'm here saying, well, I live in downtown Cleveland. My actual neighborhood is filled of homeless people. I walk out my door, there they are. And a lot of them that I speak to almost every day, uh, helping them get jobs, just little things like going up to Chipotle or something, they can't hold a job. Why? No identification. And here we are in the state of Ohio where we're demanding identification for things like bank accounts and jobs and benefits, but we're not helping people do it. And the secretary of state is at fault for this. And I'll tell you why. The Bureau of Motor Vehicles is supposed to hold identification documents, not only uh, for driving, but for actual state identity purposes. That's governed by the secretary of state. The secretary of state has outsourced that. So kind of like how you can get a franchise for McDonald's, you can get a franchise for the BMV. Instead of the state keeping it within the state so the information is secure and the franchise doesn't resell your information because that's what they're doing. See, when you're questioning, how does Rock the Vote and all these people get this information? They buy it from the BMV. And this is a reality right now. Across the nation, they are buying and selling our data to the highest bidder, to the highest bidder. And no one is saying a word. Instead, they're like, vote straight red, vote straight blue. What are you doing? And while many people, you know, don't realize identification is key. As someone, I had crimes committed against me. And my identity was one of them by someone very close to me. I remember back in 2016, I was begging my mother, please, mom, go and get a copy of my birth certificate because New York won't give it to me because I don't have identification with the proper spelling of my name. And I'm just chasing my tail. I need help. I couldn't even fix the problem. If my mother wasn't alive, I I would be stuck with the wrong name because they said so. Because the powers of B make it so. So when someone is homeless or their house is burned down and they have nothing, can you imagine, can you imagine how traumatizing it is that they can't get a job, they can't apply for a loan, they can't open up a bank account because they have no identification. It's not about racism. See, this is the problem. We have both parties minimizing the problems and making them absolutely stupid, right? Absolutely stupid. Like, Hello, it's not racist. It's a problem that affects every American from rich to poor. 
hello, Republicans. It's not about votes. We are mandating this, this identification. We should be giving it for free. And we should be jumping through hoops to help the people that have a problem in obtaining it. That's the thing. So as we see the issues that are arising, just with that simple thing, you have to sit and think of yourself, what are you doing? Your voice matters. Your vote counts, right? Your vote is your voice. Your voice is your vote. Where are you dropping it? To the person that minimizes the actual problem to your liking? That's the problem. We have a severe issue here and people are falling into the whole band camp of ball games. We're playing like it's a game. It's not a game. Now, I thought I would um, take a small break by showing you a preview of a little snippet of the final cut of a documentary that I'm putting out. And right after that, I'm going to go through all the questions that I have and answer them. So everyone that emailed questions, I can do that. Please take a listen and enjoy. The United States of America is a unique nation with a constitution that preserves rights for its citizens. It's we the people who tell the government what they can and can't do, not the other way around. This is freedom. Freedom from oppressive government. Yet its citizens have been betrayed through subversion of their constitutional rights. This change has been witnessed around the world. And citizens let it happen. Violation of our laws by the fourth unelected branch of government. Not elected, but selected. Those seeking a democratic world order sought to convert a free nation into a totalitarian state. And too many in the agency apparatus are helping. The United States looks weak. Bird bath or privilege scrub. They're the two... Um, exercises we're engaged bathing exercises we're engaged in you have weak leadership we hold these truths to be self-evident all men and women created by the goal you know the you know the thing the absurdity and stupidity is what causes you to disengage from caring about your government this is intentional now imagine you're an enemy of the united states those who oppose free citizens. They observe and think the people of the United States of America are stupid, weak. Therefore, it's time to attack. As warfare is evolving, let me repeat. The constitutional laws that protect the citizens of the United States have been violated. This is an act of war on the people. From decades of compromised candidates in Congress and presidents who built up the agencies. The fourth unelected branch of government. How do you destroy a tank? 
This is a Russian PT-76, the current Red Army amphibious tank. You could say that it was obtained, all 15 tons of it, through intelligence channels. Or you could say we stole it. Once upon a time, spying or espionage was a fairly straightforward game. But we have come a long way rather quickly from Matahari. There is something new in the science of spying. It's not just stealing military hardware and secret plans, but using tanks and plans and men to promote our policies around the world and sometimes to overthrow governments we don't like. Overthrow governments we don't like. How do you destroy a tank? You destroy a tank from the inside. To invade and destroy the United States, you must infiltrate and attack from the inside. What becomes of a world without the U.S. Constitution? Who is infiltrating the United States of America? To understand how, we have to go back and take a good look at our history. Well, everyone, as you can see, censorship is real. It's not, you know, whatever. It was painful watching the feed stopping and starting. The throttling was incredible. And here's where we get into the questions. Allow me to pull them up. Um, and thank you to the volunteers on my campaign team who have collected these questions. And I'm really hoping that I can get this uh, can get to all of them. Some of them are kind of relevant, but all right. So the first question comes from someone using these machines. How are we doing to how are we doing to accept defeat? Or is this where the writ of quo warranto comes into play? Standing. Also, Dr. Frank recently went on a podcast and said that North Dakota is the most corrupt state in regards to election integrity. Being as you battled it out with no Dax, now deceased attorney general, and you called North Dakota home for some time. How can you, as the Secretary of State of Ohio, bring election integrity to a state like North Dakota? All right, so that's a loaded question. So let's begin with the machines. How are we going to accept defeat? That's a very, very good question. How do you know if you won or if you didn't win? Again, my sound? Are you guys serious? Really? This is wow. Whoa. Really? Um, is this, come on, are you kidding me? Like, I'm not allowed to run TV ads. I'm not allowed to do radio ads. And now I'm not allowed to be online either. Like, where do the people stand? You can keep doing it. I'll just keep coming back. Huh. Again, I see. All right. Here we go. I mean, I'm just going to keep doing this. This is so bad. And you know what? I want to do this live because I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm scripted because I can upload video myself, but then I'm just like the others, just like the others, just telling it like, it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So this is better. Let's go. So the first question is using the machines. How are we going to accept defeat? Or is this where the writ of quo warranto steps in? So for all of you out there that can hear my voice, 
The one thing I want to tell you is you have to be relentless. You have to be persistent and you have to vote regardless. I am trying my best to ensure that these machines are no longer used. I am not asking, I am not denying elections. I want elections. I want fair elections. I want transparent elections. I want elections where people can be heard, where people can actually have their voices heard. That is all. It is not it is not complicated. Why are we using these machines? Quo Warranto is a very extraordinary writ. It is a writ that is filed by someone who feels that someone has usurped or illegally taken position of power. Anyone on a ballot that is running that feels that they were unfairly not the winner can invoke the Quo Warranto. Though in this day and age with the machines, uh, we're not allowed to see inside of them. That's the concern. If you are not allowed to see how they count, if you are not allowed to know how they count, then how is it possible that our elections are safe and transparent and fair? Why are we supposed to just trust them? Now, as a loaded question of North Dakota, every single state can learn from another. This is the beauty of the United States of America. We watch other states and emulate. We emulate in showing the world World, that we can all learn from each other. For example, there are many people that now have seen that the state of Florida has banned vaccinations or their Surgeon General recommended no vaccinations for people between the ages of, I think, 18 to 55. Don't quote me on that. Um, I haven't read the full story to be 1 million percent informed. I only skimmed through a couple of the reports. That sets the tone for the rest of the nation to look and see. This is only thing that I can do. As Secretary of State, there are only certain things that I can do and I serve my state, the state of Ohio. But other states can look to that and refer to that in order to better serve their citizens and their constituents, as one might say. Now, let's go to the next question. Hi, Tori. Sorry I have to ask this one, but are there any special contribution rules that would prohibit uh, non-Ohioan from contributing to your campaign? If not, what's the contribution limit? After all, it is a race for all America. Uh, great question. I, I believe that the limit's 3,500 and any U.S. citizen can, can contribute. Um, the next one is... Can you please explain the relationship between Wexner and LaRose and why it's bad for Ohio? Maybe a little bit about Wexner himself. Ah, Les Wexner. That's interesting. Les Wexner is a prolific pedophile. He was uh, fingered, <laughs> right, by uh, victims in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Les Wexner is one of the richest people in America. Uh, Victoria's Secret is his. Uh, Express clothing, his. Amber Crombie Fitch, I can keep going and going and going. This man is the one that bankrolled Jeffrey Epstein. And during the Ghislaine trials, and I believe on my ToriSays.com website back in 2018, I put transcripts of um, filings done by victims of Jeffrey Epstein, but one of Les Wexner. Les Wexner actually had children trapped in his home in Ohio. And no one did anything, absolutely anything. His name is on a pediatric hospital. He's entertained politicians from around the world 
and almost every single Ohio politician. He funds our politicians. They all have donations from Les Wexner. That should concern every single Ohioan. When your politician is funded by a bona fide pedophile that has not been arrested and is actually honored with his name on pediatric hospital, that's a big deal. That is a very big deal. And the incumbent, Frank LaRose, received a check of $50,000 from Les Wexner. That is something that Republicans need to answer because the one thing I see is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy in their statements. I support Republicans, but they're funded by pedophiles. Well, that's a conspiracy, is it though? Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Did you not watch the Ghislaine Maxwell trial? How is this okay? How are you okay with dropping your vote for someone who's been funded by a prolific pedophile? That's a question you should ask yourself for all of you out there that are Republicans. How can you honestly drop a vote for someone like that? That's incredible. That's something Ohioans should know on both sides. Which, by the way, both of my opponents, the Democrat and the Republican, are funded by corporations. They don't speak for Ohioans. They're funded by corporations. And both of them are funded by the AFL CIO. The AFL-CIO was responsible for the coup that happened in 2020. They were responsible for the riots and BLM. They were responsible for the election confusion. They were responsible. Let's go to the next one. My board of, it, my board of elections said it would take at least one election cycle to change the voting process from machines to paper, from machines to paper, hand-counted ballots. Do you think think it's realistic? If not, why and how, why and or how do you envision implementing the process? That's a very good question. So right now we're being told that, oh, well, it's done with these elections. We just have to put up with it and deal with it. And maybe next year we can implement a new procedure. That's actually a lie. We have paper ballots. We just don't need to feed them into the machine. We need to have the exact voter rolls. We need to identify each and every voter. And that's the way it is. So again, we already have paper ballots. We just don't want machines using them. Now, I do have a company that can print anti-counterfeit ballots with the same technology that are in your money. And I can print off 8 million ballots for $2.5 million. That's a drop in the bucket compared to the money every single one of our counties spends on these machines that don't let us see how they count. So your board of elections person is not being very honest. We can find a way if we want to make the change. I mean, they did find a way to cancel elections based on the pandemic, right? So why is it that we cannot find a way with the ballots? Uh, for those of you out there that are claiming that it's on my end, my technical difficulties, I do not have any. Everything is actually pretty streamlined. My bandwidth, it's actually being narrowed on the other end. So I'm running buffers and chasers to see where the stymie is. And it's actually on the end of the receiving uh, companies, which would be YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. Rumble, not so much, though, I think. All right. So the next question is, what is your plan for securing elections in Ohio? Is there anything that can be done for other states? What would be your recommendations for the people to do? My plan for securing elections in Ohio is to make them as transparent and with chain of custody. That's what we have to do. That is my plan. No machines, just people and eyes. And in order to get it even more effective, I mean, this 
year, hopefully, with the Supreme Court ruling, we can actually have hand-counted paper ballots. Next year, what we will also have is no more privatizing the BMV. It will come once again under the purview of the Secretary of State. And allow me to um, brief, take a step back for a second. In 2019, the incumbent, Frank LaRose, Secretary of State of Ohio, moved all our systems, and I repeat, all our systems from our local state IPs and handed them over to the Department of Homeland Security. That means that the federal government does not have to request your information. They can just access it. There is no question about it. You know what? All right. All right, censorship. You win today. I'm going to have to answer these questions, record it on the video, and upload it. I sincerely apologize, but that's what I will do. I will delete these feeds. I will create my own video and upload it and have an explanatory video that I'm being censored because this is just not happening. I can't keep being told that my my audio is being censored. I don't know what to do with that. I really don't. No, it's fine. Everybody keeps complaining, so I will, like, I don't need demons to have more. They've already uh, attacked my minor child. They're attacking my sick mother, my family. I mean, you guys, they put my social security number out online and they think that they're getting away with it. You think that the federal government's not seeing this? You think that the whole federal government is bad? They're not. You're going to jail. That's a crime. Criminal harassment is a crime. Gang stalking is a crime. And when you're dragging people in that have nothing to do with the situation, it is a crime. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm being censored everywhere. I'm being censored everywhere. Since the audio is bad, I will terminate the feed and figure out what I'm going to do. I sincerely apologize. I took off the screen so it can be simpler for you and it's not working. You know what? Actually, I have a better idea. We'll do that tomorrow. God bless everyone.